0: Hey, this is Brent Ingersoll from King's Church. Thanks so much for tuning in to our podcast. I pray that this message you're about to hear empowers you, encourages you, challenges you, and equips you to live the life that Jesus has for you. Thanks for tuning in. Well, welcome King's Church. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship today, wherever you are gathered. If you're at the Valley location in Quispamsis, maybe you're in West St. John, maybe you're in Halifax today, you're in PEI St. Stephen, or anywhere else you are tuning in online. Welcome. We're so glad you joined us today. I don't have what I would consider to be a sermon today. I'm going to share some thoughts from Scripture, but this is not a proper sermon. I believe a sermon is when we open the Word of God and we let, the, you know, the Word of God really speak a full kind of message to our hearts. But today uh, is going to be more about just talking about Love Atlantic. You know what? We have... For the last several weeks in our Matthew series, done some deep dive, deep work. Like it seems every week God is just opening our hearts up and, you know, tinkering with our tickers and just like working on us on a deep level. And that's amazing. And we want more of that. But I also believe God is a God of joy and levity and vitality and happiness. And this next week is going to be one of the happiest, funnest times of our church year. It's Love Week, Love Atlantic. Love Atlantic. I'm super excited to kind of launch into that. So really my task today is to set us up and launch us out in Love Atlantic or Love Week, as we like to call it here at King's Church. Before I do that, I want to tell you about something coming up here in just a few weeks. Uh, The Sunday after Thanksgiving, we're launching into a brand new, I would call it more than a series, a teaching series. I want to call it a season and a challenge. And it's all about this one statement, this slogan that you're going to start seeing around here all over the place. And I hope you're going to start seeing it all over our cities called, Ask Me About Jesus. If someone were to ask you about Jesus and they say, hey, tell me about Jesus, what would you say? Imagine you're standing in the line at Tim Hortons and someone behind you taps you on the shoulder and maybe they read your shirt with this logo on it and they say, well, tell me about him. What would you say? Maybe you're at work and somebody sits next to to you in the cubicle, and they ask you, hey, I know you're a Christian. Tell me about this Jesus person. What would you say? You know what? Maybe it's your family. Maybe your child that you've been praying for all these years finally has this moment where he realizes, I I want to know more about the faith my parents seem to believe and seems to matter so much to them. I'm going to ask them. And, And your son comes to you and says, Okay, tell me about Jesus. Why does this matter to you? Tell me the gospel. Why is it good news? Could you articulate to him the gospel of Jesus? So we're going to spend six weeks talking about Jesus, the gospel, and why it's good news. And the whole thing is going to be an effort to equip our church with the talking points about the gospel of Jesus. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 3 to always be ready to give an account for the hope that you have in Christ Jesus. And I had this sense, just this leading from the Lord, and I think this is the wisdom of the Holy Spirit for us in this season, that we need as a people to to do two things. One, be more bold in wearing our faith and being out there as Christians. And then two, being intentional to have ready good explanations for the hope that we have. And if I were to quiz a lot of you uh, as to why you believe in Jesus. I, I believe you'd give a moving, passionate uh, testimony, which is incredibly powerful. We, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. But when it comes down to the, the building blocks and the tenets of our faith and why the gospel is good news, I think a lot of us would struggle. And so I'm so excited uh, in the month of October to start into this teaching series, this season. It's going to be an initiative where we really just boldly get out there and start wearing our faith out loud little bit and inviting people around us to ask us about Jesus. And my job is going to be in those weeks to equip you to explain the faith, explain the good news of Jesus to the best of our ability. And so I can't wait for it. Get ready. You're going to see more and hear more about it as the weeks progress. But I cannot wait to get talking about Jesus and setting you up to be asked About All right, let's talk about Love Atlantic. I want to do three things today. I have, my task is this, surrounding Love Atlantic, I want to explain to you what is it, why we do it, and how you can get involved. Very simple. What is it, why we do it, and how you can get involved. Why Why don't we say it all together so that I know you're paying attention. Say it with me. What is it, come on, Valley, how we do it, and how to get involved? All right, what is it? why we do it, and how to get involved. Okay, here we go. What is Love Atlantic? Well, the year was 2014, the year of our Lord, 2014. I'd been the senior pastor at King's Church for about a year and a half at that point. And I had come to the realization that the the report on the church in public and in the public sphere— And the reality, the report I hear and the reality of the church were were at odds. Meaning this, you might have heard this before, like like people like to criticize the church and and sometimes for good reason. Sometimes people think, you know, Christians are stuck up and self-absorbed and self-centered. And and there are believers who are like that. But what I found when I started to get kind of a front row seat to the inner workings and the day-to-day life of the church of Jesus Christ, particularly King's Church, I was blown away with the consistent, selfless generosity that happens behind the scenes where nobody sees it day in and day out just here at the church. I couldn't believe just how generous and consistently selfless the people of God were. And and it kind of occurred to me, not only does the public not get to see or really have a good handle on just how much like grace just flows through the local church, But I had a hunch that It would surprise the average church attender to know how much their brothers and sisters give and serve their community day in and day out. And so we came up with this idea, what would happen if, you know, not at the expense of all that we do the rest of the year, but what if for one week we tried our best to coordinate our efforts and our giving so that we can make a, a concentrated impact for the glory of God, it would be a way that we shine our light before all men, that they would see our good deeds and give. Glory to the Father, and for the purpose of helping or encourage one another. It is, we've learned over these last years as we celebrated and practiced this Love Week, Love Atlantic, that it is so energizing and so encouraging to see the collective giftedness, faithfulness, selflessness, and generosity of the church on display over one week period. So what we did, and we, this was the first time in 2014, we took a giant offering. We all said, do what you can do, just be wildly generous. And we all threw it in the bucket. This was back before the days of, you know, text to give. Now today you're going to be able to do it on your phone. But back, way back in 2014, we passed the bucket around and we, we took a big offering. And I think that first year it was like 60 or $70,000. and it, it absolutely blew our minds because our church was only one location at that time. We weren't several thousand people in three provinces, and it was an incredible, incredible like victory of generosity, and it absolutely blew our church away just on the the gift that it was. And so over the years, we have practiced this every single year. And this, King's Church, this year, like this week, as we say go today, this will be the 10th Love Week that we have done as a church. Come on, 10 times, 10 weeks. I think that's worth a round of applause. Will you clap with me? Come on, all of our locations. We're so excited. To, to, we've done this 10 times, y'all. I could not be more proud in like a Jesus way, not in a sinful way, but like in a glory to God, I'm grateful for His church way about what we've accomplished over the last, I guess, nine years. And this year will be our 10th. Did you know this? In nine years, actually not nine years, nine weeks, in nine weeks over these nine years, you, King's Church, have given away over 1.5 million million dollars to all, to all sorts of causes all around our community in Halifax and in uh, St. John and in PEI, St. Stephen and beyond. Uh, 1.5 million dollars, y'all. I, felt, I felt, felt a little bit like Dr. Evil there. 1.5 million dollars, but it's good. It's Dr. Good. Anyway, moving on. So, we are excited today to jump in for our 10th time ever doing Love Week. So, that's the, a little brief history about what it is, but specifically, you know, what we do during Love Week is we take an offering, like I said, we pull it all together, and then we Dispense it to all kinds of worthy causes all around the region, which your campus pastors and team leaders have already worked so hard to line up. And we're going to be doing that all next week. I'll tell you more about some of the recipients in just a minute. But we take an offering, we challenge our church to kind of work together and collaborate to give time and service as well. So we're out there, we're serving the community, we're doing projects, we're baking goods, we're, we're doing random acts of kindness all over the place to the best. Best of our ability all week long and then we're just trying to be generous wherever and whenever we feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit and I'll tell you what those those three kind of initiatives of that giant offering working together to do random acts of kindness and just being spontaneously generous it just every single year never ceases to amaze me the way that the Holy Spirit leads His people to meet needs and to like just be a blessing in ways we could never have coordinated or imagined. And so I'm excited to get going this week. That's a little bit about the history and what we're going to be doing here this week with Love Atlantic. And the reason I'm going back and forth between Love Atlantic and Love Week, for those of you who are confused, I understand, but Love Atlantic is this is the second year we're doing Love Atlantic, and this basically is the evolution of what was Love Week. The first eight years of Love Week was a King's Church thing, and then last year we felt prompted to talk to some of our other brothers and sisters in Christ in other churches to partner with us. And so last year we had several dozen churches jump in and do Love Week at the same time. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, And then this year we're going to be doing it again. Maybe the best way for me to describe Love Atlantic to you would be that you could see the video. A picture is worth a thousand words. So so check out this video to give you a small snapshot of what we did last year. Maybe that will start to whet your appetite for what God could do this year. Check it out. So as you can see, it is unbelievably exciting. And the stories that God is going to do this year, just I know for sure. Again, this is our 10th time. This is not our first rodeo. I know this is going to be awesome. And I can't wait. And everything that we do together just always, always exceeds expectations. This would be the first year that Love Atlantic, Love Week did not exceed our expectations. And I don't think that's going to be the case. So that's what Love Atlantic is. Now, why do we do this? Why does this matter to us as a church, and I, and I want to speak to that just for a few minutes to give you like the deeper kind of Christian reasoning, the, the discipleship logic as to why we we don't just do this like for some pep rally, but there's an actual discipleship practice component to this that it has been good for our church to practice this every single year. And it has brought health and life to our church. And I want to give you just a few reasons why we do this. And it all has to do, ultimately, there's one reason, and His name is Jesus. I know we joke about this, but we are in church, and usually the answer to every question is Jesus. And if you want to give an answer as to why we're doing Love Week, the answer is Jesus. Correct. Well... I can break that down, however, into three ways. First, Jesus gives us our picture of generosity. And then Jesus gives us our promise in generosity. And then finally, Jesus gives us our power for generosity. There's your three-point sermons coming in fast, but this is it. Why are we doing this? Why do we practice Love Week? Because Jesus. Jesus gives us the picture of generosity, the promise in it, and the power for it. So let me break these down for you really quickly. First, let's talk about the picture of generosity. Jesus himself has painted the picture and demonstrated to us What generosity is all about. When you and I practice generosity, first and foremost, it is a direct, not just response, but I would say like a a mirror of the, the goodness and grace of God demonstrated in Jesus Christ. And so when you and I practice generosity, it in a very a very real way is us imitating Christ. And that's really what we're getting at here. This is what Paul was talking about to the Philippians. Let me read this text. Maybe this will help connect some dots for you. Paul tells the Philippian church and this is this is true for us as well. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the other. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So he he here he's going to paint the picture for us. We're supposed to imitate Christ. on a cross. To to be generous according to Paul is is to be like Christ. Jesus is the ultimate picture of generosity—the one who deserves all of the praise and all of the service and all of the, you know, the efforts given his way. He did the opposite. He did not consider equality with God uh, as something to be grasped, but instead he gave it up. He served it for our—he—he gave it up and served us for our benefit, and that's really what you know the Christian Jesus way is all about. So when you and I are being generous. First and foremost, giving reflects the giving nature of God in Christ Jesus. So that's part of being Christian is to be generous. To be like Jesus is, in its essence, to be generous. And that's one of the reasons we do this, because Christ painted the picture. To believe and follow Jesus is to be generous. And Jesus explicitly called us to be generous. He told us that we're, we're called to do what he does, to, to obey what he commands us to do. He over and over told us to, to be selfless, to serve, to give, to, to serve the poor. Whatever you do to the least of these, you've done unto me. And we're commanded to be generous. We're called and invited and commanded to be generous by Jesus himself. And what happens is our response to the picture that he painted of generosity paints a picture of Jesus to the world. So when you and I are generous in Jesus' name, it points back to the generosity of God in Christ Jesus. We say it like this around here, like when we take our offerings, oftentimes every week we say like, out of the unending wealth of God given to us in Jesus, we give. And that's really what this is. It's response and it's reflection of the grace of God given to us in Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. So number two, we don't just have a picture of generosity in Christ, but Christ Jesus is also, uh, he gave us a promise in generosity that when we give, Jesus said he has reward for us, that it produces a level of fruitfulness, that it yields results. And those of you who have been part of uh, King's Church and you've been part of Love Weeks in years prior, you know that every single year, It's 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 uncanny, the amount of generosity going in always blows my mind. The the way that God just blesses the community through our coordinated effort always blows my mind. But then, without fail, to a person I have over the years heard like people come say, "I got a new job, I got a raise, this happened, this happened." They saw the. The the favor and provision of God poured out to them in direct response to their willingness to be generous. And it happens every single year. This generosity yields results. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said this in in the Sermon on the Mount. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners, even pagans do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But, Jesus says, love your enemies... Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. And then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Again, reflecting His kindness and goodness. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Now, what is Jesus getting at? He's really starting to narrow down a, a truth of life that you can look to the world to to try to, like, bless you and, you. and a lot of the time, in, if you give to somebody in the world, and this is what Jesus is getting at, a lot of generosity, worldly generosity, is actually self-motivated. What you're looking for is you give something with the hope of some kind of reciprocity or return from that person. But what Jesus is saying is, if you give, not with their response or for uh, accolades and, and from human response in mind, but you give With his response, God's response in mind, God will bless you as you bless others. And that's really the principle we've been taking to the bank, quite literally, except we're going to empty our bank and give it away because we trust God to reward us as we seek to bless others. Others And I can't, I can't explain it any better than that. All I can do is testify to you that we have seen the reward of God over and over again as individuals and as a church. Uh, I, I can testify to this. When we started Love Week back in 2014, uh, our, our annual income uh, was one-eighth of what it is right now that God has multiplied our annual income and our financial footprint and our fruitfulness as a church. And I believe it's in a direct correlation to us practicing Love Week. It breaks the back of scarcity and it absolutely pleases the heart of the Father who is ultimately the rewarder of those who seek him. And so that's really, when it boils down to it, the promise surrounding our generosity. I would break it down like this. How does God reward you when you practice generosity? And again, we're practicing generosity to please the Father, not to get the accolades or appreciation of men. And that's quite different. If you're doing it for appreciation, that's, that's not what motivates the heart of the Father. When we give to others to bless them, to please the Father, to please God, that He rewards that. And He does it in a few ways. We, we, he rewards us with His favor. Uh, Jesus said, "You know, uh, to him who much is given, much is expected. But he who can be trusted with little can be trusted with much." The same way for us as parents, if if you give responsibility to your child and they steward it well, the result is favor and trust with more. And this is, why, this is what Jesus meant when he said, you know, he who has much, even more will be given, and he who has little, even what he has, will be taken away. What is he talking about? He's talking about a disposition before God, that if we, are, if we do well with what God has given us and we're obedient to be a blessing to others as he has blessed us, he gives us more. This is, this is really what the, the promise of generosity is all about. It also doesn't just produce the favor of God and abundance in our life, but it it also just gives us a level of freedom from greed and scarcity. You know, Jesus said one time, like, you know, the eye is the lamp of the body, and if the eye is dark, then the whole body is dark. And he's talking about greed and how greed is one of the only sins that nobody thinks they're guilty of. Nobody thinks they're greedy. Nobody thinks they have a problem with wanting too many things for themselves. But one of the ways you can know you're not greedy is by being generous and letting go. And what happens when we give, especially when we give radically and especially when we give in radical faith before God, it breaks the back of our greed and it breaks the back of scarcity. There's a real, and I don't want to like freak anybody out here, but we believe in powers and principalities in this church. We believe in, in demonic influences. And you want to believe there are demonic powers that are trying to convince you 24-7 that there's just not enough in the world, so you need to hoard everything you have. But fundamentally, when you and I practice generosity because we know God's got us and he's taking care of us, it breaks the back of scarcity. It breaks the back of the orphan poverty spirit. And you know what? This region really needs the church to walk in complete freedom from the orphan spirit. Can I get an amen? This whole region is bound with a scarcity that is absolutely crippling. And it is time for the church to continue to rise up like never before and walk in real freedom, real realizing That God is my provider, He is my Father. I have fridge rights access to the, you know, the the kingdom of heaven, and I am not afraid to be very generous. It breaks the back of scarcity. Another thing that happens when you and I are generous is it creates friendships and produces favor with other people. Uh, I'll say it like this: I have learned that giving and generosity to others and blessing others builds bridges. It just builds bridges. And I would say, you know, although King's Church has taken its fair share of criticism in what I would call a hostile, secular environment, and yours truly has taken his fair share of online criticism, uh, people who have actually had contact with us uh, generally speak well of us, mainly because we have done a lot of intentional work to build bridges through generosity. And we try over and over to show the city of St. John, the city of Halifax, show St. Stephen, Charlottetown. We're, we're trying over and over to show that we're for you, not against you. And here we want to help and we want to serve. and We want to lift and we want to see the flourishing of Atlantic Canada. And we're willing to put our money and our time where our mouth is. And what happens when you do that is it builds bridges. It creates relationships. It, it, it I don't want to say buys trust because that would connotate the wrong thing, but it produces trust and it builds channels of trust. And so when you give, it absolutely does that. It produces fellowship, it produces friendship, favor with others. And finally, generosity is seed that produces more fruitfulness in your life. Those of us who practice generosity walk in a level of fruitfulness that is greater than those who don't, full stop. And I have noticed, as I've pastored here for many years, uh, 10 years as a senior pastor, I have noticed that the people who walk in the greatest degree of fruitfulness, uh, you know, financial, relational, emotional, social, uh, the people who walk in the highest degree of fruitfulness without fail are the most generous. It just goes hand in hand. And a lot of the time we convince ourselves, you know, I'll be generous once I have more fruitfulness, and then I can be more generous. I hear that all the time. Oh, I wish I could make more money, and then I could give more to the church, or I could give them, do this. You've got it backwards. Your generosity is the seed that produces fruitfulness. And so if you want to start walking in greater degrees of fruitfulness, start acting in greater degrees of generosity and you will see God sow, God pour water on the seed that you sow and it will create more fruitfulness. It just does. And I know there's a lot of people listening to me here today that you started giving at King's Church and you've seen, you know, it doesn't mean your life is perfect. It doesn't mean that you're free. Like literally as of the time of this message, like I, I had to repair a car This week. Like, stuff still breaks. We still live in a fallen world. But you know what? I have never experienced lack in my adult life because God continues to enable me to flourish as I t- try my very best to remain generous and faithful with what he's given me. And I know there's so many people at part of our church that have experienced that exact same thing. It creates abundance. Here's, here's a couple of things I would just say for you to think about when, when it comes to like fruitfulness and generosity being seed. You, you grow... You only grow when you sow, you grow what you sow, and you grow where you sow. And if you're not experiencing fruitfulness in your life, see this week as an opportunity and a challenge to step out and and plant, sow some seeds of generosity and grace and kindness and the love of Jesus around you and watch how God doesn't return to you more than you even gave. Is it going to be financial? I don't know. All I know is... You will have a moment on the other side of you being generous where you sense the pleasure and favor and kindness and provision of God, and you won't be able to deny it. I, you can, I guarantee you. So these are our reasons why we give. There's one more, though, I want to show you before I tell you how to get involved with Love Atlantic Love Week, and that's this, that, that Jesus himself gives us the power to be generous, that he's actually our source to be able to be generous. Uh, One of my favorite stories in all of the scripture, I've preached on this several times in several different places, even at our church, is the story of the woman with the, the expensive jar of perfume who pours it out on the feet of Jesus. And everybody around just can't believe that she would pour out this jar of perfume that was worth about a year's wages. And uh, even the disciples, one of the, John, in John's account of this, they say, why this waste? Why would you waste this on Jesus? And, and Luke tells the story like this. Uh, This woman comes in and she's pouring out this expensive perfume on the feet of Jesus. And she's crying and she's wiping his feet with her hair. And look look what happens. It says that Jesus turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house, and you did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. So you're seeing the affection and love that this woman has for Jesus. You, however, talking to Simon, the the homeowner, did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. And then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. What's Jesus getting at? He's saying, She realizes how greatly she has been loved by God in Christ Jesus, and that her generosity is really just a response to the love of God given to her. How can she help but pour herself out on him? And this is really at the heart of why we practice generosity, because I don't think you can take the gospel seriously and not be generous. Jesus himself is saying, if you know how much you've been forgiven, if you know the price that Jesus paid for you, if you really understood the depths of the love and the riches of God poured out to you, you wouldn't hold anything back. And that's really at the heart of of why we give as Christians. Like we love because he first loved us. How can I withhold grace to others and, get, and good things and generosity to others when God has not withheld even his own son for me? And that's at the heart of it. I'll say it like this. You cannot take the gospel to heart and be stingy at the same time. Let that one just sit for a second. Because all of us are tempted to be stingy at times, are we not? Let's just be honest. It's human that... But you cannot take the gospel of God's grace in Christ Jesus to you, an undeserving sinner, to me, an undeserving sinner. You can't take it seriously and be stingy at the same time. It is just a fact. Scarcity and selfishness and stinginess is in its in its at its core unbelief. It, it's not believing and not understanding or appreciating the the depths to which God has loved you in Christ, the full scope of salvation, and the promise of eternal life and reward forever and ever. If, if you aren't able to practice generosity as a Christian, there is an issue with unbelief that you need to resolve. And, and the, the, the solution is to ask for a greater revelation of your sinfulness, of your brokenness, and then a greater revelation of the riches and wealth of God in Christ Jesus. Because all of us should respond to God, should respond to Jesus the same way that this woman did. Just unreserved heaping of our praise and all the things we hold precious poured back to him as an offering. And that's ultimately what this week is all about. It's not just about being generous to the needs and trying to meet needs around us, although that matters. It's an offering to God. It's a a faith response and it's a worship response of generosity to a God who's been so good to us. That's why we practice this. That's why we're not gonna stop practicing it. We do it every year. It's a, it's a habit and it's a holy habit that we have planted in the, you know the foundations of this church and we're excited to do it again this year. Can I get an amen? We can't wait. So let me tell you all about... How you're gonna get involved. How do we do it? How do we do Love Week? How do you get involved? Really quick. And we're gonna to, to, to dismiss you in just a minute. And we're gonna take an offering, and it's gonna be awesome, and it's gonna be the best week of our ministry year. I can't wait. But let me just break down for you a little bit of information about how we're gonna do this. For those of you who are new, and I know we have a lot of new people. Uh even, even people not just at one of our locations, but people who tune in online, you can participate in Love Atlantic. Even if you're in Manitoba, you can just Love Atlantic it up and call it Love. Love the Prairies, too, or whatever you want to do. But here's how we participate. It's this. One, we're going to give an offering for our wildly generous group efforts. So what do I mean by that? At the end of this service and all week long, you can give a financial donation to King's Church for Love Atlantic, and 100% of that offering is going to go out the doors into the community, and it's going to bless some worthy causes. So, and I'll tell you what one of the, one of the part of the magic of Love Week has been all of us throwing our finances big, you know, doing big offerings together. Uh, you know, hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars in one week from this church. It's incredible. Um, but part of the magic of it has been just us combining our efforts and that that giant pot of cash distributed all over Atlantic Canada. We can do so much more when we do it all together and make so much more impact and such a big difference when we, you know, we dig deep and we, we throw our finances in the pot. And so we're going to take a giant offering in just a minute. It's going to be giant. Yes, I believe it will. And, and, and the key here is trust. Uh, if you're new here, you'll be like, well, like, can, we, can we get a list, an exhaustive list of where it's all going? Uh, if you want to know more information, when you talk to a pastor, we're happy to tell you. Each location has some specific uh, you know, organizations that we're going to support. But by and large, we're just asking you to trust us. We've done the absolute av- absolute best we can by the guidance of the Holy Spirit to to give where he's leading. And he seems to have a way of just finding the right spots at just the right time every year. But really at the end of the day it's gonna boil down to just trusting the leadership of this church. All you ultimately need to know is we are prayerfully and intentionally giving to worthy causes all around us. And we just All of this offering, 100%. None of it's staying in here. It's all going out the doors. So you you just need to know that. But just a snapshot of some of the things we are going to do. We're going to be supporting like we do every year, kids and families and just community needs. There's so much need all around us. So we want to get behind food programs. We're going to bring food and load up food pantries and give cash to some food banks and schools. There's a, we're going to deal with some winter clothes initiatives to try to get warm clothing for kids this winter. Uh, there's a bunch of extreme individual needs that we've been told about. Some of you have nominated some incredible stories, and we're so excited to come behind them. Uh, Some refugees, critical illnesses, extreme just need around us that we're aware of, that we're excited to get on board with. So in all of our communities, we have stories that we're going to be jumping into and just amazing things that God has already opened the door up for in all of our communities that we have a King's Church Location. Uh, We're going to be, of course, supporting recovery ministries. Uh, CR is so such a huge part of our ministry here at the church. God has given us a heart for recovery and a heart to see uh, the bondage of addiction be broken in Atlantic Canada. And we know through not just our ministry of Celebrate Recovery, but our own relationships, our own families even how plagued Atlantic Canada is with addiction and habits and hurts and hang-ups, and we just want to support any good work that is fighting the fight to give people freedom and recovery. And so we've found some places all around supporting good works in the Atlantic region that are, are helping with recovery and addictions and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to be supporting that. And then, of course, Kingdom Partnerships. Uh, I firmly believe that the best investment and the best soil to sow seed, although we're happy to like, we're not opposed to like giving money to public schools so they can build a playground or they can paint or whatever, we're okay with that. However, the best soil to sow kingdom seed in to sow generosity in, in my opinion, that yields the most fruit is kingdom soil. And so we always look for churches that are doing good works and Christian organizations and missions and homeless shelters in Jesus' name. All that stuff. We're always looking for kingdom partnerships. We're, so we're going to be supporting a bunch this year: global missions, missionaries, Christian education and discipleship, prison ministry, uh, Christian medical and dental association, inner city outreach. There's a bunch of stuff. Uh, uh, in the works already that we have already committed in faith that we're going to support. So uh hope you come through or we're going to be just uh, in big trouble. Now I know you I know you're good for it. Uh, but again, just want to thank you in advance for trusting our team to dispense 100% of this offering to worthy causes. And that's really at, been at the heart and that's really why this has been such, such a success over these last years is our church is unbelievably generous with their finances and their time and their efforts and Unbelievably trusting of the leadership, and I am so grateful for that. I have many friends who serve in ministry whose churches do not roll with the level of trust that that King's Church you do, and so I am very grateful for that. So, first and foremost, give an offering. We're going to be wildly generous, wildly generous. Do you hear me? Wildly generous. And then, number two, we're going to make an effort to be wildly generous as individuals. So this, we're going to do it together in our big offering. But also, I'm just going to challenge you to get out there and be spontaneous. Just be obedient to the quick prompts of God. Like, anytime time this week you have a quick thought, like, hey, I should pay for the person behind me in the Tim's line. Just do it. Just, just lean into generosity. You know what? Even, even when you go to that establishment that you know what, Like I, I don't want to get on a whole diatribe about like who should be asking for tips and who shouldn't. I'll save that for you. However, on the tip prompt, even if they didn't earn it, do 25%. Just go crazy this week, I dare you. And we're just going to have fun with that. And then, of course... Challenging all of our home churches and community groups and ministries and campuses to group up and do some activities together uh, as a group and serve your neighborhood. And then last but not least, tell us about it. You're going to give big. You're going to serve big. You're going to do it together. You're going to do it as individuals. And we want you to tell us about it. Another part of the magic of Love Atlantic and Love Week has been the snapshot that we've been able to provide of the stuff that we were able to accomplish during the week. And we really need your help to do that. So if you go to kingschurch.cc slash loveatlantic, you can go in there and you can tell us what you did. You can, uh, you know what, if you spent an hour baking cookies and delivering it to the fire department, go in there and put an hour and type in, I baked some cookies and gave it to the fire department. We just want all the stories so we can get maybe even just the tip of the iceberg as to what you accomplished during Love Week, Love Atlantic. All right, so this is basically how you get involved. And, and here's the easiest way you can do all of this or get started. We're gonna take the offering in just a second. I'm gonna pray in just a second. But here's the easiest way you can do it. Go to our website. You can go to kingschurch.cc and click the Love Atlantic link. Or you could just type in right now on your device or on your on your phone, kingschurch.cc slash loveatlantic and then you'll land at this page and this page will help you navigate wherever you need to go. You can report your time and your services. And if you do it all week, keep coming back and reporting different things. We want to hear about it. You can also give through here. We're gonna take our offering in just a minute. I'm gonna pray. And then we have service projects that are already plugged in and ready to go. So some of you are like, I just want to get involved, I don't have any ideas. Is there anything happening around me? There are service projects at all of our five locations. You can go on there. You can find out which camp. Go to, go to the campus that you go to, and you'll find some things that your lead pastors have already got cooking, and you can get involved. So there's no excuse. There's no, there's no reason why anybody needs to be left out. We've got all the ways that you can get involved and participate right here. Here's how you give. Click on the Give button, and you can go. You can give through uh, e-transfer. You can give online. You can give through text, or you can give in person at one of our Physical gatherings on your way out. Now, I think uh, our campus pastors are going to come by in just a second and close our service and give a little bit more color in case I miss some important details. But let me do my best here. You can give by e transfer at King's Church, or by e transfer if you go to uh, send it to e transfer at kingschurch.cc. And you add the memo, Love Atlantic. So, one of the big challenges for our office, and pray for our financial team, because this is a very, it's a, this is a labor of love and an offering to God this week, but it is chaos for them. It's just money coming in. They don't even know what to do with it all, and we're giving it away before it's even in. So, it's just a crazy time for them. But it's important that we delineate between the Love Atlantic offering and our regular tithes and offerings. And let me just say, this for us is an above and beyond thing. For most of us who give here every single week or every time we get paid, that's our regular tithes and offerings. And Love Atlantic is a separate thing. It's a separate act of generosity. It's, it's a gift, a one-time thing. Now, for some of you, you don't give tithes and offerings. We challenge you with this week to just put God to the test in being generous. 100% of what you give is gonna go out the door, so you don't need to worry about what's gonna to happen to it or any of that kind of thing. But I guarantee you, uh, if you start giving in faith and in sacrificial love and response to God, he's going to show himself to you in a meaningful way. So you can do it through e-transfer. You can give online. Go to kingschurch.cc slash give. You can text to give, and you can give at our location. So I think we're as clear as I can make it. Let me just pose a couple questions in closing. What could God do through us? Just start to dream about the way, not just like the, the like, tangible impact that we're going to be able to make this week, but the greater macro thing that we're praying about revival, we talk every single week about how desperate people are and how much people need the hope of Jesus. Like, What an incredible time for us to be getting out there and letting our light shine before all men that they see our good deeds and glorify the Father who is in heaven. So what could God do through us and what could God do in us? One thing I find is that when I give, it builds the heart of God in me for who I gave to. And we have been praying for God to give us a bigger burden for this region. And I'm praying that this week, He shows us some things, and he shows us his heart, and he shows us his deep love and desire for Atlantic Canada like never before. So, I want to pray for us, and then we're going to start taking offerings, and we're going to kick off Love Atlantic, and it's going to be just the funnest week of the year. Let's pray, Father. Thank you so much for this initiative, Uh, but bigger than that, God, thank you for the way you use it. Like, thank you that we get to have fun with this, but I thank you, Lord, that that. Every single year we hear stories of just the way you took the, the little bit that we did and you multiplied it for your glory and for the expansion of your kingdom and for the good of others. And so, Father, thank you. We know you're going to do that again this year. And so we just, we just surrender the whole thing to you, Lord. We pray that you would, you would be glorified through our efforts. Lord, I'll be the first to say today... Would King's Church not get an ounce of credit? Would it all point to you, Jesus? Would you be seen through this? Would this even make people ask us about Jesus? We pray that Jesus would get the glory, that we would shine the light of Christ all around this week in tangible ways. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters, even before we do the Ask Me About Jesus series, I pray that this week there's doors opening and opportunity to tell people the good news about Jesus and the reason we're being generous. So Father, Father, we we thank you for this initiative, and we pray grace over the only string attached to all these efforts, the string that says Jesus is Lord, and we want you to know him too. And we pray, God, that every gift, every dime, every penny, every dollar that's given, we pray that there would just be a gravitational spiritual pull for the recipients and the people who witness the generosity to to look to Jesus and see him as beautiful, as Savior, and as Lord. So, Father, we thank you. I pray your grace, your generosity to flow in and through your people. Help us step out in faith. Help us to be radically obedient. Help us to be the best love week, love Atlantic we've had yet. We pray it in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Let's do it.